Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer on this Thursday morning, October 7th. So glad to have you along with us today. My name is Tom Short. We look into the Bible every day and we get into the, we pray over it and we're trusting God to change us. And I, I thank you for if you come here regularly, I believe God is working in your life. This was my challenge earlier in the year. Be here, make a commitment, come here regularly and watch what God will do. His word is powerful. You could be doing other things today. You could be watching other stuff on YouTube. You could be doing whatever you do, but you're here, and God sees that, and God knows that, and I believe God will bless your commitment to be a person of the Word of God in prayer. God will, God will do great things in our lives. I'm trusting Him for that. We've been talking about the verse, Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Last week, we talked about how do you delight yourself in God, and how can you tell if your heart desires are selfish or virtuous, good, godly, and, and how do you let those come forth? And so, I hope you were with us last week. If not, those are some good messages I would encourage you to listen to. But this week, we've been talking about dream crushers and solutions to them. If you crush your own dreams because of doubt, self-doubt, unbelief, Learn the promises of God. Fortify yourself with the promises of God. If you have enemies who've crushed your fears and doubts, um, or excuse me, have crushed your dreams, don't let them do that. You know, I was thinking of my own self. You know, you'd probably heard the story, but years ago when I first began to preach on campus, a professor came out, screamed at me, not on my turf. He tried to stop me. He was an enemy of what I was doing. And, and this, after that exchange, he gave me my life slogan, taking it to their turf. I wrote a book by that title. I wear an, an armband that says, taking it to their turf. I'm reminded that he gave me a life slogan. So turn what your enemies mean for evil, turn it to the good. And then, of course, there are family members who should be giving us blessings. And sometimes they give us curses. It's just a reality, folks. Don't let it, don't let it uh, define your life overcome it. If you've been the victim of that, rise above it by the grace of God. He's your father. Let the words of your heavenly father resound in your heart more strongly than the words of an earthly father who may have mistreated you or, or an earthly father or mother who may have been negative in your life. Today, I'd like to talk about close friends. And I'd say that these are the most dangerous dream crushers. And there's a reason we trust them. And everybody needs close friends. There's so much in the Bible about wise counsel, good friendships. Um, usually the person who's living their Christian life totally all by themselves, they've got some problems, and they shouldn't be doing that. We ought to be living it in community with others, in humility before others, loving others. These very, very vital Christian virtues, love, humility, and so on, it's really hard to do that all by yourself. And so true godly fellowship is so vital in our lives, and I hope and pray that you have it. We need it. And Scripture encourages us to receive counsel and to listen to counsel. A wise man will do this, and of course, we want to do this. And so I'm hesitant to even talk about friends as being, or good friends, as being a dream crusher, but sometimes they are. Sometimes they don't see what God has put in your heart. 
Sometimes they don't understand the secret longings within you. And God, God is, God is our Lord, ultimately. He's the only one who has veto power in our life. He's the one ultimately leading us. Make sure that you have friends, you receive their counsel, you listen to them, but make sure that it, when you're pursuing these aspects of life that come from the deep, deep parts of the desires God has put in your heart, make sure that you're listening to the Spirit and to what God is saying and what God has put in your heart, and you take counsel from your friends, but, but you're not called to be in obedience to your friends. In my own life, I'm, I, I think at times I've been overbalanced on valuing counsel to the point of saying that, you know, feeling God told me one thing, but I go to get counsel and I go to get advice and it's not positive, And so I immediately drop it. I don't think that's right. I think it's harmed me in the past. I want to be more a person who, if God puts something in my heart, I really listen to it. Now, I certainly want unity with my friends. I want to pursue talking with them, helping them understand me. And there might even be a time or two when I just need to act and on what God has shown me. Is this in Scripture? Well, there's a great example of it. And that is with Jesus and Peter. Jesus, Peter had just made this astounding proclamation. Jesus, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus affirmed that. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father's in heaven. And I say that you are Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I imagine Peter was feeling pretty good. He had just been granted a tremendous position. He'd just been declared by Jesus as, as someone that God had revealed truth to him. The Father had shown him something valuable. He had declared it. And this was an important moment in the, mystery of, in, in the ministry of Jesus and obviously in the life of Peter. But right afterwards, Jesus announced, we're talking here from Matthew chapter 16, right afterwards, Jesus announced that verse 21, it says, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. Now remember, Peter had just kind of a high point in Peter's life. He just kind of distinguished him above the rest of the disciples. Blessed are you, Simon. Your name is Peter. I'm going to build my church on this rock, the rock of what he had just said, by the way. And Peter said to him, took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this shall never happen to you. I mean, this was a trusted friend. This may have been Jesus' closest earthly friend. It was a probably it was Peter, either Peter or John, I would imagine. And Peter obviously had Jesus' best interest in mind. He obviously wanted what God wanted here. He, his heart was in the right place. He, he was concerned for Jesus, concerned for Jesus' well-being, concerned for the kingdom of God. He'd left everything to follow Jesus. Peter was a good man. And his heart was in the right place. And he thought he had the right answer. And he spoke up and said, oh my goodness, Jesus, go and be killed, be rejected. This shall never happen to you. But was it the right advice? Verse 23. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, 
Satan. Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interests, but man's. Wow, what a rebuke that was for him to refer to Peter as Satan and to say uh, the son of God, to say to Peter, you are a stumbling block to me. You're, you're standing in the way of what God has called me to do. Peter, I know you mean well. I, I don't think you're, you, you don't have bad motives here, but you don't understand what God has called me to do. So get behind me. You're stumbling. I love you, Peter. And what you're doing, it's, it's making it difficult. It's making it harder for me to do what God has called me to do. You've got to let me do it. Get behind me, Satan. There will be times like this in our lives. The people we love, we trust, they've given us good counsel. They're loyal to us. They care about us. They want our best. And yet sometimes they may advise us in ways that aren't what God is calling us to do. Now, I, I don't think your whole life should be saying this to your friends on a regular basis. Get behind. If, if you're regularly saying that, then the, you don't have the right friends. This would be a rarity. But there may be times that God wants it to be clear. Hey, you're my follower. You're not, I'm the only one who has veto power in your life, God may be saying. Not your friends, no one else. I'm the one. You follow me. You belong to me. I purchased you with my precious blood. You're mine, and I want you to be loyal to me above all others. And sometimes God will call you, and in this case, was calling Jesus to go die. Sometimes God may call you to make a great sacrifice that doesn't make sense to your friends. Sometimes God may call you to take a great risk. Sometimes God may call you to do something that they don't understand. Why? Because God didn't put it in their heart. He put it in your heart. And though you love them and respect them and honor them and care about them and, and, and protect their relationship with them, you're a follower of, of God and what God shows you to do. Now, I must say, I must add here, well, what about your wife or your husband? And of course, there we've become one. And so there's an element where we do certainly work together. We, we don't just say, well, you don't know what's in my heart and then off I go. That's not a recipe for, to honor Husbands, if you're like that, that's not honoring your wife. Wife, if you're like that, that's not honoring your husband. And so that spouse relationship, what I would encourage there, be an encourager of your spouse. Discover what God has put in their heart and encourage them in it. Give them freedom. Give them, give them grace there. Help them. I've said before that in some marriages, people seem to bring out the worst in one another in other marriages, people seem to bring out the best in one another. Be a person that brings out the best in your spouse. Be a person that discovers the dreams, the, the hopes, the ambitions that God has put in his or her heart. And as best you can, fan that flame. Encourage that. Encourage uh, pursuing those. Certainly, you're sharing life together. And certainly, you do things together. But the more you can allow and encourage and and, and like I said, fan the flames of those dreams. I think the happier your spouse will be and they'll return the favor to you and the happier you'll be as together you're, you're bringing out the best in one another. <clears throat>
Father, we want to thank you for our friends. We want to thank you for the people you bring in our life who genuinely care about us. And they want the best for us. We want to thank you for them, Lord. I thank you you've brought people like that into my life. I'm so grateful for them. And I thank you, Lord, for their wisdom, their counsel, their understanding. And Father, we affirm that. And, and we, we want to receive wise counsel. And I pray, Father, that if there are times, and I expect there will be, that you put something in our heart that even our closest friends may not understand. They may not see it. You didn't put it in their heart. You put it in our heart. Help us, Father, in times like that to be loyal to you, to value that friendship, but to be loyal to you. We acknowledge that you are our owner. You are our Lord. Our friends are our counselors. Our friends are our friends. But Lord, you are our Lord. You're our God. And our ultimate loyalty must belong to you. So again, today, we that's what we declare. And that's what we pledge. We are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, your Holy Spirit lives within us. We thank you, your Spirit can speak to us. Father, I pray that nothing I've said today would be used by anyone to justify independence and pride and just being a lone wolf Christian going off doing all anything I want to do all on my own. But rather, Lord, we would be people who are humble before our brothers and sisters, who are receptive to their advice, their counsel, and we do honor them. And yet at those times, Lord, that if you put something in our heart to excel in an area, to take a risk, to make a sacrifice, to to serve others, to, to, to break out of the box, that we would have the courage to do so. We'd have the courage to do so. Father, we bless you today. We thank you. Your spirit can speak to us and does. We thank you again that you put desires within our heart. Today, Lord, our, our greatest desire is that we would delight in the Lord. We'd love you, Lord. You'd be very real to us. You'd, you, would be, you'd be our, you would be our closest friend. You'd be one who sticks closer than a brother. You'd be the one that we know and take great joy in, take pleasure in. And Lord, that we would, <clears throat> that then the, that you would be putting the desires in our heart. You would be putting dreams, hopes, aspirations in our heart that you intend to fulfill. And when you put them there, Lord, when you plant that seed, might we water and cultivate it, have the courage to act on it. And might we be, Lord, I pray for people right here who listen with me each day. I pray make us ordinary people, people who do extraordinary things for our God and for the kingdom. Make us ordinary people, people who do extraordinary things for our God and for the kingdom. We pray these things. We pray this day would be a good day. This day would be a day we're filled with the Spirit. This day would be a day we walk in your power. This day would be a day of breakthrough. This day would be a day where we're filled with the joy of the Lord. We're reminded this is our strength. So strengthen us today. Help us today, Father, to know the height, depth, width, and breadth of the love of God and to be filled up with all the fullness of God. We pray for this and we ask it and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thanks for being with me. I love sharing the word with you guys. I love praying with you. I hope you're being blessed by this. I know I am, and I hope you are as well. Hope you share this with your friends. Encourage them to come to these daily 
online times, again, make a commitment. Be here every day for a month, two months, three months. It's establishing a new habit. Some of you are, some people aren't used to going to YouTube or whatever, but help them develop this habit. I think they'll be glad they did. We need that input of God's word, and I believe it can make a difference. So thank you for being here, and God bless you. God give you a great day. I would mentioned that we have a trip that we do each year to, or we're beginning to do, to Alaska, a cruise coming up in May. And I'll leave you today with a video, short video of what some of our trip will be about. I hope if you're interested, go to TomThePreacher.com and uh, find more information. I do this, I'm doing some of these trips, you know, this is online. And I've created some trips that maybe some of us who just know one another over the internet can spend some time together in relationship in person. So um, you're, one of, you're who I had in mind when I put this trip together, okay? God bless you. Love you guys. And we will see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m., where we continue on the number one dream crusher that we got to watch out for. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.